in the words of the immortal Ed Norton, you're on the air. Hello out there in television land. <laughs> How are you this fine evening? Yes, that was also a William Frost. Honestly, the, the gosh honest truth, Joe, this is, the, this is the absolute truth. My wife told me yesterday we're in need of a can opener, but we don't have a – she has a couple of okay. different type of can openers, but – they're, they're not, they don't work or they, there's something wrong with them that she says, I need to get a new can opener. And I said, would you like a nice, happy housewife helper? Can it core an apple? Can you use it for spear fishing? <laughs> or a handy dandy, a handy dandy can opener. Right. What? The hair never had a chance. That's right. Exactly. Well. <clears throat> Welcome, everybody, to tonight's Joe and Joe Weather Show. Uh, as we uh, get a new work week underway, uh, <clears throat> it is uh, just a little bit after 7 o'clock Eastern Time. On the 19th of October, let me just take the opportunity to remind those of you who are on, the, uh, who, who are on tonight watching, who are also on my uh, subscription platform on Patreon, we have our 9 o'clock Monday night Zoom meeting. <clears throat> so uh, bear, remember that, and uh, after the show is done, I will be putting the link up to the Zoom link up uh, on the Patreon platform, and the waiting room will be open, but we will be going on at 9 o'clock Eastern Time, and again, that is for Patreon members. Okay, so we have Tropical Storm Epsilon, and it occurred to me uh, this evening as I was thinking about the name, <clears throat> was what it sounds like. For some reason, uh, the old spot maker commercial for Calganite popped up into my head. And oh, they, they should have well, named now this, you're dating yourself. Yes, they should have named this tropical storm Calganite. <laughs> so that folks just took a brief uh, internet hit. You didn't miss much. It just, uh, it uh, it came and it went. So uh, <clears throat> look. So what, oh, here's what I was saying. Right before we took that quick, quick hit. So uh, anyhow, uh, I went back and looked at the GFS runs from a week ago, and I'm going to show you. We'll bring them up on the air. It is amazing how a how how wrong the, all the models were, for the most part. Uh, but the GFS in particular this time around, because of how much it, it placed emphasis on something coming out of the Northwest Caribbean later this week. But also the fact that the development of Epsilon completely altered the entire pattern across the Atlantic, the entire pattern across North America, and it really changed what we were looking at last week with regards to what we were expecting to happen this week. Forget the tropical storm stuff, just the general weather from day to day. Uh, it, it, it's a completely different scenario. and uh, We were supposed to get cold fronts through here and shots of uh, you know chilly air that was going to overwhelm the eastern part of the United States. Not happening, not now anyway. No, no. In fact, it looks like temperatures, temperatures will stay above normal, it looks like now, right on through into the start of the weekend. We'll have to wait for a cold front to move on through during the day on Saturday and then lower our temperatures back to a more seasonable level for Sunday and early next week. But until then, Joe, I guess you can call this uh, Indian summer. I mean, I, we, we, up here, we already had a touch of frost over the last few days, and this is going to be the first warm spell after the, after the frost. So 
Well, half of Long Island had a frost on um, Sunday morning, uh, but the other one, the other half didn't. But just just take a look at this. I, I'll, I'll show you what I'm talking about. I'm going to bring up the uh, the upper air, and here we go. So take a look. This is the G. Uh, this is the GFS from uh, a week ago. This was actually six days ago. So this was last Tuesday, and I just want you to watch how how this. Uh, upper air changes now for one thing right off the bat there is nothing with regards to uh, any kind of system you know epsilon right now is somewhere in here okay it's not even being reflected here on the model you have an upper high that's out in the atlantic you have this trough this rather uh, deep trough that runs from central canada uh, down into the gulf states so i'm going to just kind of overlay the flow here and and this way we could see the difference but this was a week ago okay and now take a look at where we are this was the models a week ago for this time frame and all right so let me just put let me bring that back up oh there you go so now let's uh let's bring up today's gfs And take a look at the, the the totally different look that we have here on the upper air. The the what I've drawn is what the uh, the model had, had was showing. Uh, what we've got is something completely different. And of course, uh, we do have now um, epsilon. And again, at the uh, one of the things that it's done, Joe, is really pretty much brought. Uh, weather systems to kind of a standstill here as far as flowing from west to east nothing is going to be moving very much we've got this frontal boundary that's going to be stalling out to the west because the whole jet's been pulled up to the north and that's thanks to this thing because now you've got this big upper high that's built up from the southeast coast of the united states out into the central atlantic in between the the jet stream flow and uh, and, and the tropical storm and, and, and that has really just changed everything because now we can't get these weather systems to progress to the coastline. We're going to have a stalled frontal boundary running down the St. Lawrence Valley all the way to the lower Mississippi Valley for much of this week. And, and we're going to be too far east to get any rain. You know, it's going to be so close. I mean, we're, we, I'm thinking that there might be in parts of the Hudson Valley tomorrow, maybe a brief passing shower or or even just a sprinkle because the front's proximity to us will be that close, but it never ever gets through our area. And in fact, it actually backs up a little bit and goes back to the north and uh, we're on the warm side. So we're gonna be seeing temperatures above normal as I noted at the, at the onset of our show tonight, probably right on through the week and into the start of the weekend. We'll have to go wait until probably Saturday for uh, the, the cold front to move on through our area completely and allow for a return to a more normal temperature spread for Sunday and early next week. But until then, Joe, that front hangs just to our north, and uh, we remain, for the most part, aside from maybe a spit or two here and there, and maybe some early morning fog and drizzle. Right, and low clouds that will come in at night, which is typical this time of year when you're kind of in a stagnant air uh, uh, pattern like this. Yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah, but more or less it's going to be, more or less it's going to be dry. I mean, you know, all right, we're talking maybe in terms of spotty drizzle or sprinkle or whatever, a couple of hundredths of an inch between now and let's say Saturday midday. But that's it. Yep. That's 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 all we're going to see at, at, at the very most. But this is this is certainly a, a, an instance 
where, you know, we mentioned, we talked about this last week to getting all wrapped up and, 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 and using so much of your own personal energy for something that it was 10 days away and was making the rounds all, all, all and the chatter across social media uh, with uh, various map people putting up various maps, showing all sorts of uh, odd things. And lo and behold, you wind up getting a tropical storm out of the system that you didn't expect to get one. And that has really just changed everything. As we march through the upper air, since I have the, the model up here, uh, we're basically in a ridge position here in the eastern part of the United States with the tropical storm just kind of sandwiched right there in between. I'm going to make this a little bit bigger. Hang on a second. I made it smaller so that it could fit the page a bit better. Uh, this might work here. Uh, so uh, there's there's um, this is now for the end of the week. I've kind of jumped to Friday, but I'll just roll back here in a moment. Uh, here you go. So there's uh, Epsilon is trailing along. It's also pretty interesting how... It went from being a non-tropical to a tropical low pretty quickly. Uh, so the, 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 certainly the conditions uh, must have been really ripe for, the, for that to happen uh, in the atmosphere. And, of course, it, it's going to get dragged probably just east of Bermuda uh, over the weekend. And then it gets kicked along. Once, it gets, once that kicks out, that's going to start to allow some of the traffic that's bottlenecked back to the west to begin moving eastward, because you see what you, you can see that once the the tropical storm goes north of 40, and at this point it's probably a hurricane, and races out across the Atlantic, suddenly uh, you start to move the troughs out from the west, start to swing to the east coast, and we get some action. Maybe, but we may have to wait. We may have to wait a while for the body of the trough to swing eastward uh, before we get into some uh, some rain uh, uh, at, at some point next week, and then after that, who knows? But, of course, I just noticed here on the long range here uh, in the beginning of November, the model's got another wrap. It just popped. I just noticed it now. Something in the uh, in the eastern Caribbean develops and moves into the central Caribbean. So uh, more than likely, when we look at the surface map, it's probably going to have something of consequence down there. But uh, again, it's just it's just fascinating to me that the tropical system that everybody thought was going to develop is is not going to. Is not going to, and the one that no one gave gave any any uh, uh, notion to is the one that uh, got going. And here's and here it is on the satellites. Actually, not half bad looking tonight. No, and you know the uh, the the fact is the system that we were watching down in the Caribbean, the one that was supposed to shoot up along or parallel to the eastern seaboard, it started showing signs of slowing down in the vicinity of Florida, maybe even curving into the Gulf of Mexico, and gradually with the passage of time, it wasn't even doing that. It, they just put less emphasis, less and less emphasis on that, and eventually more and more emphasis on the uh, system on Epsilon near Bermuda. And how do you think Bermuda feels? They, they, they seem to have this, <laughs> the, the crosshairs seem to be on Bermuda, this one tiny little you know island out in the Atlantic Ocean. And this is what, storm number three or storm third. number four? That, uh, I think it's that, the third. Area, I think it's right? three. It's crazy. It's it's, it's yeah. crazy. But this is they manage them all. Uh, even even some of the category threes that have gone over there over the last ten or so years, they 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 come out of it in, uh, in pretty good shape. They don't they know how to handle it. Within a month, uh, they're back to <laughs> you you you, uh, <clears throat> you look at the island uh, a few weeks later, and it usually it looks like everything was fixed. So they know they they seem to handle it pretty well. 
All right, so let's go back home and let's take a look at, um, you know, let's take a, let's go first to, before we even do that, while we have it, I might as well bring up, we'll bring up the Hurricane Center's uh, latest on Tropical Storm Epsilon and uh, where it th they think it's going. And it makes a pass, goes east of Bermuda by a fair distance, Joe. Uh, the 5 o'clock position here uh, was 25.5 uh, and 55.5, so a lot of fives there, a lot of nickels. Uh, top winds are 45, too bad they couldn't be 55. And uh, they're holding a stationary mo uh, position at the moment, but uh, gradually motion gets back underway. They expect it to become a hurricane sometime during Wednesday and then pass east of Bermuda as a hurricane on uh, th probably early Friday sometime. And then uh, out, of course, it goes off to the northeast. And as I said, well, once it does that, that should uh, release the traffic jam over the United States. Great. And uh, yesterday I was talking about how uh, the GFS was moving that storm with each passing run, moving it more to the west. And I began to wonder whether or not this thing, not, you know, not moving into the eastern United States, but I mean, getting precariously close. But it looks like now that the GFS is pretty much saying, no, no, that's it. It's it's not going any further west than, let's say, uh, 67 or 68 west. And then it'll curve away to the uh, north and east. Which and is and good. it may not even get that far west. If the ridge breaks down... The way uh, the way it's being indicated, uh, it, it, it might wind up passing Easter Bermuda and Bermuda's near 65. So anyway, it's not going to be a problem for us. The only thing is, as I said, uh, it, it, uh, it, it created a, uh, a different world, a different weather world that we're looking at uh, this week. So um, on we go. Let me get my mouse has suddenly decided to not behave itself. There it is. We've got snow, by the way, and uh, winter weather advisories are up for a good portion of the state of Minnesota and in the northern, the northern third of Wisconsin and even into western Michigan. Parts of Montana, a few winter storm watches have gone up, too, and I've got the uh, WPC's uh, probability of four. Uh, pretty, you know, for, for October 19th, this ain't too shabby. Uh, you're looking at the blue... The dark blue is a 40% probability, so the first shade of lighter blue is a 50% chance of up to four, and I think they're going for a few to four inches up in areas around um, uh, Minneapolis and uh, places up uh, in through Minnesota and into the Dakotas. In fact, I will bring the snowfall forecast map. This is... Um, we've, I, I can't say it's the first time of the season because we used it back back in the in the early part of September, if you remember, for that snowstorm in Colorado. Right. But, but uh, so <clears throat> it, it's taken my thunder away. Uh, <laughs> uh, here we go. So here's the um, here's a snowfall forecast, and this carries us through Thursday. So they're showing some 10-inch uh, uh, amounts in parts of uh, of uh, South Dakota, uh, parts of North Dakota. And uh, Minneapolis has got a, a, a four print there, uh, four to, mostly four to eight across much of Minnesota, and uh, five to maybe ten in a narrow in a band uh, across North Dakota into uh, eastern Montana. Not too shabby for the first snow of the year. Now, I, that uh, the watches and warnings map you had on the uh, screen about ninety seconds ago, right. I noticed there were weather advisories for Minnesota. I noticed that there was advisories for uh, Montana. 
but not in between. Jackson's was North Dakota. What, what, what's going on over there? I don't know. Let's see if let me update this. Let me freshen this up. Why is this mouse not behaving itself? Uh, well, maybe they just haven't gotten around to it. <laughs> hey, Charlie, we got 10 inches of snow. Did you put up that advisory yet? What advisory? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're still devastated over the fact that there were no cracker barrels in Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm imagining that that um, that the, the advisories will be going up. And you can see on the Canadian satellite loop, uh, that uh, again, that trough is still stuck to the west. Uh, it's it's uh, it's just not making any progress because of of uh, what is going on in the Atlantic with that upper ridge that is out uh, offshore. I'm trying to reload the loop here, and things are acting very slow. Oh, there we go. So uh, again, uh, as if this if Joe, you look at this flow. I mean, it's all this moisture that is coming up. Uh, from the lower Mississippi Valley, riding up through western PA, western New York, and the St. Lawrence Valley. It's hard to believe we're not going to see any of that. But at, the, at least the drier areas in western New York and up northern New York and northern New England will pick up some rain and, and, and make a little more of a dent in, this, uh, in their drought situation. You know, you try to explain this to the average person who doesn't know much about weather. Yeah, we're, we're going to have a spell of dry weather Mostly dry weather for the next five or six days, all due to the hurricane. And like, what? What did he say? I know. But, uh, truly, that that's that's the thing that's holding everything up is uh, is epsilon, and that's causing all of the moisture to funnel up and along that frontal zone that's off to the north and west of us. Yeah, here's how, here's what it looks like on the uh, U.S. satellite view from uh, from west to east. Uh, moisture coming in from the Pacific, moving across the top through the plains, heading in the western lakes. You're getting a little bit of moisture getting funneled up from the middle Mississippi Valley and moving northeastward. Uh, the coastal plain in the northeast down to the mid-Atlantic states is pretty quiet. Uh, got a lot of clouds over the state of Florida, and there's uh, some rain going on down there. We'll take a look at the, uh, the radar, and uh, we'll give this a freshening up here. And take a look. So, yeah, you Joe, you got some showers. Actually, some showers now into parts of northeast PA. And I'm going to say the way, you know, the western slopes of the Catskills on northward toward uh, the I-90-87, Route 87 intersect in upstate New York. Uh, Probably Sullivan County. Yeah, that's the first wave going by. I, I would think that, you know, it, again, most of this is going to either go by to our north or what you see back in, in central PA is, is likely to fall apart. And then you're starting to see some showers and even a couple of uh, thunderstorms looks like in there on the radar in parts of uh, western Kentucky. There's another wave that's going to be setting up for tomorrow that comes right behind us. And again, this is just going to be um, nothing for us. Uh, the uh, mid-Atlantic states, Virginia down to Georgia, back over to Louisiana and uh, is quiet. A little bit of thunderstorm activity in parts of southwest Arkansas and northeastern Texas. And you've got some clusters of thunderstorms in the state of Florida coming in from the east and moving to the west uh, as uh, the satellite uh, shows that there's a, a bit of moisture down there. Uh, something, uh, some sort of trough that's flared up and, well, they, there's nothing tropical that's going to come out of that. My uh, loops are running slow, so I'm just being a little cautious. I don't want, uh, hopefully we don't get another uh, internet freeze up. 
Reaver, Reaver 501 on the uh, chat board uh, asking me the question, well, I worked for that uh, private forecasting firm, which I will not mention the name of, but uh, when I worked for that private firm, did I ever forecast for the upper Midwest? Uh, I, I did forecast for a little town called Rensselaer, Indiana, W-R-I-N in Jasper County in, uh, in Northern Indiana. And the furthest west that I ever forecasted for was Pierre, South Dakota, Joe. Yes. Can you imagine doing the forecast for Pierre, South Dakota in New York, in the New York metropolitan, from the New York metropolitan area. And of course, I'll never forget the very first time I ever did a forecast for them. I said, Pierre, and the guy like stopped the tape and said, I I'm sorry, we don't call it that. You Easterners call it that. We call it just Pierre. <laughs> it's yeah. not Pierre, it's Pierre. Yeah, I think all of us have had one, had had that has happened to them once or twice with various uh, uh, towns that you're not able to pronounce. That's why I usually apologize right off the bat. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry, I'm it, going to get this wrong. Just, you know, tell me the right way. In Philadelphia, they have the, uh, it looks like the Skykill Expressway. It's not the Skykill Expressway. It's the Schuylkill. The Schuylkill. Schuylkill Expressway. <laughs> well, we have Spite and Dival. That's true. We do have Spite and, it looks like Spite and Duval. Yes, it's Spite and Dival. <laughs> and, and, and by the way, just outside of the town of Wilmington, they have the, 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 the city of New, Newark. Right, Newark. It, yes, it's Newark, Delaware. We call it Newark, Delaware. Yeah. And meanwhile, up here, it's, it's, Newark. it's Newark, New Jersey. Well, yeah. and here on Long Island, we have all the Ogs. Right. You know, there's, there's Hapagu. Which is which is Hop Hog. Yeah. Uh, uh, then there's Aquabog. Uh, there's there's all you know. All and don't forget don't forget Patrigui. And Patrigui, uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. So yeah, every place has its unusual uh, collection. Or you know, Massapequa. Thankfully, you look at Massapequa. If you look at it long enough, you it, it you you say it the way it's spelled. So that at least makes a little bit of sense. But yeah, some of the others are you know. You got to ask. Make sure you ask the locals before you go on. All right. My wife, my wife, also on the chat board, saying I work for the same company, and she did a station WGLC in Mendota, Illinois, right outside of Chicago. I'm not sure if that. No, it's not. I, I was gonna. I was gonna say there was a. <laughs> the, the two of us at one time were working at for this company, Joe, and one of the stations. I think it was in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. This is when we were dating. In fact, we were. This, we were not quite this close. We were this close to, you know, my my proposing and saying, you know, you want to spend the rest of your life with me. And this one station, this one guy calls me up and says, hey, Joe, could you tell me something? I said, what? He says, does Renata look as good as she sounds? I said, yeah, I think she does. He said, you think she'd be upset if I asked her out for a, for a day? No, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> nice. He said, I think she's got a boyfriend. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> all right. Let's head back to uh, weather map land. Uh, stall front out to the west. Stall frontal boundary out to the uh, well to the east. You can see it here uh, from WPC on the 21Z map. And not really much is going to move. This, the, this is where you kind of need a bit of a powerhouse, Joe, to clean house. It just isn't going to happen. And rainfall. Over the next seven days, and this takes us to uh, Monday evening. So WPC 
from coastal Maine down into northern North Carolina, Joe, as a hundredth to a tenth of an inch uh, exp- uh, for, uh, for, for, for where we lie uh, right. and where others lie. Uh, but uh, again, upstate New York, western PA, Ohio, back through Illinois, Indiana, Missouri, uh, every bit of an inch to maybe a couple of inches there. South Florida doing okay, I guess, because of this upper trough going by, so it's a bit on the wet side. And then you have um, uh, liquid, but a lot of this is going to be snow, uh, over an inch, an inch and a half of liquid across the Dakotas, uh, back uh, into uh, parts of Montana and Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're showing some pretty strong uh, liquid amounts up that way, Joe. So I'm thinking that uh, you know some of the mountains there might do might do well with uh, with respect to snowfall. You know that that map that you uh, from the uh, from WPC that is actually about as wet a map. I know, admittedly, we're not seeing very much here, a tenth of an inch maybe over the next seven days. But still, you look at the whole map. That's about the, as wet as we've seen it. I mean, uh, yeah. we've been so accustomed to the dichotomy of the east getting all the rain and the west getting nothing. But it looks like this map, even, even parts of California, Nevada, uh, Arizona, Oregon, they, they, they're going to get some uh, some precipitation as well. Um, yeah, uh, uh, particularly in Colorado, where I think it's pretty important over the next seven days is uh, and one of our regulars, Ruth Lascote, uh, he's up uh, in, uh, in in Colorado near Loveland. They've got this horrible wildfire going on uh, in that part of Colorado, up to Boulder, and uh, the rain is 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 or, or any kind of precip. I mean, even or snow. Uh, but this is uh, definitely, if those liquid amounts can verify to get uh, anywhere from three quarters of an inch to an inch and a half of melted liquid. Uh, it will do something with regards to some of the wildfires. Also seeing some some precipitation being indicated for California in the southwest, which is a positive, and uh, in the Pacific Northwest, seeing um, seeing precipitation being indicated there. So um, uh, as far as the weather going on for this week, I'll bring up the surface map. I got my fingers crossed. I've been getting like little messages that the internet is uh, unstable, but uh, it seems to have calmed down. So let's keep our fingers crossed that it lasts through the end of this program tonight, uh, except for that little blip at the beginning of the show. Uh, but uh, rolling on through the GFS as the circle of death completes its map load, you can see the wave that goes by to the north in upstate New York and northern New England on Tuesday. That's wave number two because you got one going through now. Uh, the southern end of that just falls apart. There's your snow, by the way, across uh, North, South Dakota into Minnesota and eventually into Wisconsin before that lifts up to the Great Lakes. And then it looks like there's another system for later this week. I think the reason, Joe, they don't have the winter weather advisories is this first low for Tuesday kind of misses uh, the Dakotas and gets Minnesota. It's the second low that comes down along about Thursday and drops down into northern Colorado, that 97 low. That uh, sprays snow from uh, east, from central Montana back also over Minnesota. So we're looking at that, that snowfall forecast map that I showed was showing snow amounts through, th- I think, through Thursday evening. So that includes its two systems at work. So they don't have it up for the first one. They're going to have it up for the second one. Uh, they might even actually go to winter storm warnings with that, assuming that the upper air, you know, kind of holds together with this. But again, if you look in the east, you can kind of see Epsilon there on the far right, just barely gets on the screen before it turns and moves away. 
And then once it does, uh, we get a little weak cold front that comes through here on Sunday. Now, Joe, the GFS is showing a few showers here on Sunday. I didn't get a chance to look at the European today. I don't know if you did. Um, but for now, I'm leaving stuff out of the forecast for the weekend. Even though we may go to an, an onshore flow on Sunday, I didn't want to put it in yet. I did not get a chance. I'm looking. I'm going to check right now and see what uh, what the story is on the European. So if you want to hold on for another 15 seconds or so. Sure, you do that. See. I'll switch to the upper air in the meantime. And um, we'll see what we shall see. And you want to know about next this this coming Sunday for Sunday because I, I, I think I, th I thought Sunday would look to be a a fairly nice day. Yeah, I left that. it out. The GFS is suddenly started, brings this front through Saturday night, kind of stalls it to our south. There's a little onshore flow that develops with the height of the north and uh, showed a little bit of light precip. But I just didn't. I, I left it out. I decided that that uh, I, with everything wanting to be further north and west anyway, I I, I just. I thought we'd still be too much into a ridge position here along the East Coast come Sunday. I mean, it's it's kind of flattened out, but there's still a little bit of a ridge there. There's no uh, the GF uh, the GFS the European does not have any precipitation in uh, in our area on Sunday. I didn't think it did. Uh, and in fact, what they're doing is they have a they have a cold front. The cold front I mentioned that passes through here on Saturday, but uh, as time wears on, that front the moisture with that front just completely dries out or dries up. So the front comes through uh, dry during Saturday. We go into a cooler airflow, but Sunday too remains dry. The next chance of significant precipitation, according to the European now, does not come our way until even even next. Well, I tell you, they have, they have some precip trying to get in here for uh, next Monday night, but even that kind of shrivels up and uh, dries out a bit. So, well, if you look at the uh, 18Z GFS, it actually does kind of the same idea because yeah. if you look at the upper air, the, the, uh, the, there's a ridge here along the East Coast. There's a 588 upper high sitting over Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, the trough drops down well to our west, uh, down west of 90 when it gets north-south, and that's on Wednesday. We're still, um, we're still, the ridge is finally starting to move out. But yeah, it might, even though the GFS wants to bring rain close here early next week, I'm thinking it may have to wait till later next week when this upper trough finally swings through here. Uh, and uh, then we're into Halloween and the first weekend of November when we can finally roll those darn clocks back an hour, thankfully. And going, right. and, go, and going into the November, if the upper air pattern is what I'm looking at here, it really doesn't look all that, uh, all that exciting. It's you know, ridges on both coasts, a little trough in the middle to start the month, and then kind of a flattish west-northwest flow again, uh, which, you know, doesn't really bode any, anything exciting with regards to uh, uh, developing lows and early season snowstorms or that kind of thing. So I guess we should be thankful that we're not seeing anything exciting. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. I guess so. It, it, in fact, yeah, if you really, it looks like if you really want significant precipitation uh, around here, you may have to wait until Wednesday or a week from Wednesday or Thursday of next week to, to get it. Uh, yep. Until then, until then, it's just going to be dribbly drab, a spritz here, a, a sprinkle there, a little bit of drizzle. But I mean, some really meaningful rainfall may still be more than a week away from, from now. 
Yep. All right, we're back full screen. <clears throat> I will take this opportunity again. We're not done yet, by the way, because uh, we have Briller Jeopardy tonight, and I think, Joe, you have the questions for me tonight, as from what I've been told. Well, let's, let's see, because uh, I'm looking here to see... Uh, See now, this, this is well. I don't know how Scott, I don't know how Scott sends these things. He certainly is not sending it to me via messenger. So I see nothing from Scott so far as messenger. Well, what about on your um, on your bit on your weather page on on the ma ma messages on your weather page? Well, now I see what I have to do now because now I have the new page, and so now I have to actually physically go and. Switch profile. No, you don't. It's on the side. It's on the right. If you go where it says inbox. No, this is it's very interesting, Joe. I have two Facebook pages, and my professional page only shows messages that go to me or or things that happen to me for, on my professional page. In order for somebody to send me something, see, it's, uh, <laughs> okay, all right. No I gotta, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Switch profile, which I'm doing. Okay. Right, you do that. I'm going to do a. Uh... Uh, a public service announcement to uh, our friend John Trabacchino. I mentioned this yesterday. Uh, he is a uh, he is a regular on this board, uh, and he is having um, uh, medical difficulties. He's dealing with a uh, malignant glioblastoma brain tumor. I, that's uh, and, and and he's having a tough time. So uh, for those of you who would like, there is a GoFundMe page. I've just put the link up. On the uh, on the chat, uh, so if you can see to uh, it to uh, uh, generously donate, the link is up there uh, for you to use. So thank you very much for considering that. And John, we wish you all the best and hope you get uh, get well very soon. Um, okay, so did you find those questions? No. <laughs> Too bad because I've heard this because he told me they were all about Vermont. Ah. Uh. Scott, if you're listening to me, you got to send it to me via messenger. Um, I don't know how the P, you know, people send me messages. I I can't even find where the, where I, I'm I'm just fooling around sometimes, and and you know, all of a sudden a whole slew of messages pop up, and I say, how did I get this? How did <laughs> I get these these messages? They're not. It's not messenger. These are messages. But I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, you're still using AOL, so I, I have no idea. No, this is well. I mean, <laughs> but this is this is on this is both using Chrome, and this is also using something else called. I don't even have Internet Explorer anymore since I got the new computer. Now I have something called Microsoft Edge. Oh, Internet is, Explorer has been gone for a long time. Well, for you. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, you know, I... Should I call on you? I'm going to call you up on my rotary phone. No, I understand. Well, you, 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 never mind. I was going to make a joke about uh, some, some people I know that are still on a Commodore 380, you know, a 386 from, from a million years ago. But that'll, that'll, that'll date me in a big way. Date both of us in a big way. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll give it another few seconds no a sign of uh you know i know scott's roving on the board here somewhere so i don't know if he's trying to send you the message message or not but i'll tell you what uh we'll just leave it for why don't we leave it for wednesday because tomorrow uh you're out 
So I'm out, and you're out, and I'm out tomorrow. But I might, if depending time allows, if I get back early enough, I might do a solo show late tomorrow, like at nine o'clock or nine thirty. No promises, folks. Otherwise, but there's not much weather going on anyway. Uh, otherwise, Joe and I will be back on Wednesday. And well, again, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Renata. On the trap board, she says, "See what I have to deal with on a daily basis." <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Maybe you, I'm not going to say, never mind. Uh, I wanted to go back to that conversation that you had with that guy from the radio station, but with the, the, never mind. It'll get me in trouble. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, for my, for those of you who are on my weather platform on Patreon, uh, nine o'clock for the Zoom uh, that we're going to do for, for Patreon members, I'm going to post the links on the platform right after we say goodbye which we're going to do right now. So have a great night. Thanks, everybody, for being here. We had a nice crowd tonight, Joe. We had over, almost over 150 people on tonight, which was which was really good. Uh, so, it's pretty good, yeah. yeah. So ha have, a, uh, have a great day. We'll see you. Uh, Joe and I will be both back together on Wednesday. I might sneak in tomorrow night, but we'll both be back together on Wednesday. Uh, good night, everybody. <laughs>